This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Well, I guess the truth is, I could never give a fuck about you. Everything is wasted on me. There was never nothing you could do. That's 15 seconds of Everyone Leaves from the Great American Ghost on tour now with Seeker and Left Behind. Pick up music and merch at goodfightmusic.merchnow.com. Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Shiggity Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, my fine metal friends. Welcome to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast. How the hell you doing? I am Chuck. <laughs> I'm Godless. And this is your weekly examination of all things metal, the Metal Sucks Podcast. This week brought to you by FYE. Uh, get some of the best new metal releases of the year, including Slayer's Repentless, Between the Barity Means, Coma, Ecliptic, Awesome. Uh, Black Dahlia Murders Abysmal for as low as $9.99. For a full listing of on-sale metal releases, visit fye.com slash metal. Also brought to you by Creative Live. Want to learn how to record music? Check out our friends at Creative Live who have classes on engineering, mixing, mastering, all taught by your favorite people, Converge, Periphery, Dillinger. Head over to creativelive.com slash audio to learn more and watch some free previews today. Do so. Make your life better in 2016. Do it. You will like it. Oh, yeah. What an awesome New Year's resolution. It's so simple. You're done. Creative Live. (laughs) Done. Put it under the tree. How do you wrap that? I mean, you got to figure out some way. Nah, you, you know, you take a, like, inappropriately but still sexy photo of yourself, and then you stuff it into an envelope, and you write Creative Live subscription on it, or, you know, you list what classes you think would be really good for them to take. Oh, you should take a photo class, you should take a software class, you should take a, a class on uh, how to become an engineer, and, d- you know, then you're good to go. And, and make me and, some money, yeah. bitch. Get out there. Come on, do it. Do it, do it. Yeah. Hey, yeah, this is our someone's... last episode of 2015, dude. This is uh, we, we we go on hiatus for a couple of weeks, and then we come back in the new year in 2016, and we come back full force, man, with a bunch of cool stuff. I so. love the way you're like, we go on hiatus as if we're not busting our ass preparing <laughs> for the next year. <laughs> I know. Dude. I don't know about know. you, but man, there's a hell of a lot to work to do. That's uh, all I'm saying. <laughs> I know. I know. It's crazy. It really is. Like you, you, we say two weeks off, but there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, man. It's nuts. Uh, yeah. But you know, we want you to. Um, enjoy that's why we spend so much time trying to get things ready for you we plan out the entire year in this last two weeks <laughs> of 2015 can i say we've we've already recorded our first interview that's going to happen for 2016 and i'm not going to say who it is but i'm just going to say i don't know how we top that we for can, the rest of we, the year we can say who it is dude i don't have a problem saying who it is can we yeah can we i we record uh, i don't have a problem uh, saying who it is as long as i have it recorded that it's, it's okay. always when i don't have it recorded i'm like oh though that means that they're not going to call so randy blythe is going to be our first episode of 2016 bly bly but but i say bly you don't pronounce the th yeah but that's not how you all right fine just because you read his book don't (laughs) act like you're all smart and shit you know whatever dude 
Hey, uh, make sure you are uh, subscribed so to this awesome. podcast on iTunes, please. That way you can get that episode right to your inbox as soon as uh, we put it up on the 4th. Uh, and that way you get all of our special episodes. We're going to have some cool, special new stuff that's going to be happening in 2016 as well. So we want you to be part of it. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us. Just search Metal Sucks. Leave us a couple of stars. Tell us that we suck. You can do that. You can also follow us on the social media. On Twitter, I'm at Bearded Ape. I'm at Godless Speaks and Godless Speaks on Facebook. And then Chuck and Godless and everywhere a bunch else. Of poker sites too. Yeah, you can find <laughs> us Chuck and Godless on Instagram, uh, yes. ChuckandGodless.com. That's our Patreon. So if you want to become a yes. uh, sponsor, a patron of us, that we would appreciate that. Can I that. say happy holidays to all of our Patreon supporters? I really appreciate your support and, and, and we'll be coming down your chimney with shit soon. And, and indeed, and if you're on the Periscope right now, you can see this double chin, all those tacos that you guys have afforded me. Uh, so <laughs> me. Nobody can see your chin. Nobody's seen your chin for years. What are you talking about? Uh, that's what I'm saying. There's like three chins underneath this beard, man. It's crazy. It's it's kind of stupid. But in this episode, uh, we don't have a special guest other than each other. And uh, But we do this every year because we wanted to spend some time talking about the best albums of 2015. Because, you know, a list is a list, and that's pretty cool. But what we do is, of course, we talk about this shit. And I I can't – I write okay. You know, I do okay. I can type some things and put words together, but I really feel like I can't articulate things uh, in a written word as much as I can verbally. And even verbally, I kind of suck at it. So we always like to put it together in a nice package because – we really have different tastes in music, and our list sort of shows that it, it, exactly that. Like, our lists are so different between each other. Yeah, and it, but, you know, sort of like my whole thing for when I uh, went through, like, the stuff that I really love this year was sort of the when the, the dude from um, Mayhem had uh, Kevin Lyman said that thing about how metal's gotten oh for old, mayhem gray fest. and fat yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah mayhem fest yeah gray bald and fat is what he said and you know i took that to heart you know because it's there's a lot of truth in that so i immediately i won't say that i curbed my listening in any way but i really went out of my way to try to find new and awesome stuff i took his words as a challenge because the, and and i felt like i was rewarded for it i came across a whole bunch of stuff that i had never given a chance of uh uh uh, given a chance to listen to before oh, like as far and, as like band names awesome. or like like different bands yeah, that you're trying bands to check that, out yeah ba- yeah bands i'd never checked out before bands that uh uh you know you would you, you would you know you would see on some young kid with a funny t-shirts and floppy earlobes where you know that, that's where you hear the band you that's know why I mean? you wound up with and dance gavin dance on your list i know that's why yeah because but it turns out they're damn good man <sighs> barf yeah, see differences. We have we definitely have some specific differences in our list here, man. Because I think that and you left off some stuff that I thought that was really important. You know, we mentioned it when we yes. talked to Tommy Rogers, man, about between the bear and me. How can that not be in your top fifteen? It's 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 almost criminal. It's definitely. T- I mean that that on the list that like everything from like eleven to twenty felt like it, it was deserving. And BT Bam at the end of the day probably will be one of those uh, albums. Uh, uh, Coma Ecliptic, one of those albums that I just go back to, go back to, go back to more than probably a lot of others. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, that might have been a mistake. But I, I it, uh, it it's 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 definitely deserving. It it's is great, fun. Great, great Isn't record. it weird? Like when you make that list and it's. As soon as you're done, as soon as you see it posted, you're like, shit. Because, I mean, I look at other, I've looked at others, I'm like, you know, that was a really good record, too. I really kind yeah. of, why did I not at least get that in the top 15? Oh, man, you know. Because mine changed up until, literally up until the day this thing was due. 
I, I, I shifted a couple of things because uh, I had tribulation on my list. I had a couple others that were on there and I'm black breath. I think was on there. Uh, a few others that I had bounced off and I was like, damn, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. But let me just run down my 15 uh, and then let's just run them all down real quick so that you know what the hell we're talking about. If you haven't seen the post, yep. I think you can search top 20, uh, top of 2015 on Metal Sucks. You can find all the lists that are up there. Uh, mine was number 15 was Clutch Psychic Warfare. Soil Work was awesome. at 14 with the ride Majestic. Wait, slow down. That is a freaking great album. That I, I Soil Work album. going to run them down. So good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Take a moment, though. You know, it's all good. Okay. I'm a, Let it sink in. No, Soil, sink in. soil Work is is an amazing album like that like that record yeah. is one of my favorites of their career honestly i think it's a yeah. brilliant man uh number 13 was psychroptic with their self-titled record that what is that is that something that you spun all year round totally. or you know because that was out early in the year yeah no that was one that's hung around and like i i missed them the first time they they came through on tour and i made sure to catch them the second time they came around so that i could see them even though they pissed me off with their merch table but other than that they don't like fat what, guys. They don't take credit cards. Oh, uh, they didn't have the triple XLs. Double X, my friend. I'm double not, XLs. I'm not quite okay. the triple yet. All right, triple probably. <laughs> I probably feel more comfortable in it. But you know, they couldn't bring. They didn't it all have double from, or triple. I assume. <laughs> yeah, no, no, neither one. Uh, number twelve, uh, refused with freedom. Great album. Uh, so awesome that album that really was man and a surprising one that came in at the last minute was horrendous with anaretta which is such a brilliant record uh i mean i think that one is i I was bitching all year about how there was no death metal like anything Mm good from death metal and that that just totally proved me wrong i was like i was so happy to actually hear that record and then listen to it all the way through i think it's just beautiful uh number 10 was a vision of disorder raised to the ground one of those that I I seem to surprise you with because you didn't yeah. you weren't too sure about that one. They were off my radar completely. They were off a lot of people's radar actually. Yeah, this is like the to me their finest hour. I think this is a really great record. Uh, High on fire, luminiferous, luminiferous. Yes, I love I love snakes for the divine, but this album felt really kind of flat to me. I, I feel bad about it because I I definitely want to celebrate his sobriety and and support it. I, I just it, it just felt like a lot of recycled stuff from Snakes of the Divine, you know. Well, I'm I'm pretty much anything High on Fire does is going to win, so I can't mm-hmm. I can't go wrong with whatever they do. And I feel like Luminiferous was just one of those that uh, it, lyrically it explored some really weird weird shit uh, like all that whole aliens and conspiracy theory shit and all that stuff that he kind of wormholed on during the year like remember that where he's doing those interviews and he's talking about all that stuff and you're like what the fuck is wrong with Matt Pike no, I didn't hear uh, about oh that. dude yeah he was like going in some weird spaces it's like dude you found your sobriety and you found your fucking crazy too at the same time uh, <laughs> but but uh no this uh this album i think is a, is a lot better than a lot of people a lot of people great give it you know i really do think so you know i laugh but you know if they opened up for megadeth on the next tour and then halfway through the tour both bands got abducted mysteriously from a <laughs> flying ship then you know I, I i laugh even harder that's actually the truth <laughs> but you know what i'm saying uh let's see number eight was uh napalm death apex predator oh, easy meets so such a fucking awesome album that you know Freaking great! The best, one of the best of their career. I just best since Harmony Corruption. I just can't believe that they're that they're so good that they're they went on tour with Faith No More, and then they now they're going on tour with the Melvins. Like what yeah. the fuck? How is that possible? They're they're yeah. just amazing. They could fit with anybody, and they're so good and such nice guys. Obviously, and this record is is 
some of their finest work of all time and they keep getting better and keep progressing and, and move and, and moving the needle in the right direction just to, like creating some really cool stuff man i wouldn't uh, be surprised if they get another album next year i mean those guys just seem like they're on such a roll right now you know oh dude i i think they've been on a roll for 30 years i i really don't think they've ever stopped honestly i i really don't they're one of the few that have been able to survive point. all of that shit you know, yeah. they, they survived the 90s and kept on going. They survived, like, you know, have done, I, I, I mean, it's Napalm Death, man. It's fucking Napalm Death. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number yeah. seven was Between the Bear to Me, Coma Ecliptic, of course. We talked about that when we talked to Tommy Rogers about how See, I would, I'm actually it surprised is. it's that low on your list. I was expecting it to be higher. Um, I felt like I was a homer because we were having him on the show. I, didn't, <laughs> you know, I was like, well, I don't want to be too much of a homer and put him in, like, number four. I was like, yeah. But I do love that record, and I've, I felt like it could have been higher. It really could have been the top five for sure. Uh, number six yeah, was uh, Paradise I was, Lost. I was going to say that oh. of, all, of all the albums that I didn't have on my top 15, that BT BAM record uh, is definitely the highest <laughs> that I would yeah. have put. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, and Paradise Lost would be probably a close second. I mean, best album of their Wait, career by a long Was that shot. not on your list? No, I didn't put Paradise Lost on my list. You Again, were talking top 20, all but not top about 15. that record this year. I love you that were going record. on and yeah. on about how great I that record it. was. How did that not make your time? Oh, dude. Uh, yeah, what can you, I tell you? you There's 15 problems, better man. albums. <laughs> uh, number five was Intronauts, The Direction of Last Things. I th- I love it. I think it's like the heaviest thing they've done in so long. Uh-huh. And, and just g- gorgeous, man. Uh, number four. See, I gotta admit, I never gave that album a chance because I, I didn't even like... <laughs> go I back, never go back. They've ever done. Go back, know? go back and listen to it. Yeah. Like if you, if you are, I mean, I, I love the stuff that they've done, but I really think that like this is this is a step above a lot of the stuff that they had that they've done before. I really think it's like a n- another thing, and I yeah, it's great. And speaking of which, yeah, I think number is four more, is more the same instrumental. Way too. No, 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 stuff. No, 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 okay. no. This, this is right. you get just, just go go listen to the fucking album. Try, trust me it's number five on my list for a reason <laughs> okay uh number yeah, four totally. cattle decapitation we're gonna play a song from them uh here in a little Aww, bit man yeah this record is what death metal could possibly be for the future like yeah. this is a this is a glimpse it's like opening up the pandora's box into what death metal can possibly do and the anthropocene extinction is just is just a little taste of it and Travis, his vocals, what he did on this record is, is like something like I've never heard. I mean, he sounds yep. so amazing on this record and it's frightening. And then I went to go see him live on the headlining tour and he scared the living shit out of me on stage. Like it's <laughs> it's amazing what he's doing right now. And I haven't seen anything this vibrant in death metal in a long time. So I am really, really, really dig that record, man. Oh. It's it's a great record. The, the same thing with the the Hate Eternal. It's like I really really like it. I don't know how often I can listen to it because it's freaking brutal. You know? No, no, I do agree with that. Like Cattle Decapitation is not one that I listen to on the regular, but yeah. But when I, I when I listen to it, I listen to the whole thing, and I want to hear it. You know what I'm saying? It's a. But you're right. It is just destructive. Like it hurts to listen to it, and that's kind of what's great about it. Uh, let's see, number three, Lamb of God, Sturm and Drang. I got some shit about putting that in front of Candle Decapitation. And okay, all right, I get it, I get it, I get it. But yeah, at the same no. time, I feel Lamb of God, you know, they're obviously a little more mainstream than a lot, but this is their some of their best work, at least their best work since uh, Sacrament, I would say. Uh, they, their last two records were good, a lot of good moments mm-hmm. on them, but this has got so much depth to it, 
as far as lyrically, what they're doing musically, I think this is just some of the best stuff that they've done in a decade. So, yeah, that's number three. Number two is Def Evans' New Bermuda. Who would have ever thought that my ass, who talks so much <laughs> shit about how terrible Def Evans is, I would put even put this on a list that has my name attached to it. I don't know. Let alone number two. Let oh alone number God. two. And, you know, <laughs> and we'll talk about this later in the show, actually, about how everybody else's list. Some of them have this. Some of them don't have New Bermuda on it. But. Uh, they definitely don't have it like Sunbather, where Sunbather was, it's number one. It's the best record ever. And I didn't even have it on my list. Uh, yeah. I changed my mind about this band because of this album. I didn't, I, yep. I'm not going back and listen to Sunbather. That's not my thing. I didn't like it. I still don't enjoy it that much. This album is different. And I think this is, this, this is such a great record. It really is. And I don't know if part of that is, is actually after, after talking to them, getting some insight into it, but I don't think it led me into loving Sunbather either. It just kind of brought me, brought me to, to a place here with this, and I love it, man. And then, uh, number one, of course, is Baroness. You know, just yeah. straight up Baroness. We, we talked about the, it, like, the, you know, yeah. The idea that everybody else did not have it as their number one just kind of goes to show that nobody else knows what they're talking about. <laughs> 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 so that's my top 15 list. Um, Godless, you want to hit your, yours? You want to give me a rundown? Yeah. So 15 was a Skylit Drive because that album is just a it's a collection of hit singles on it. It should be a greatest hits album. It's it doesn't make sense as a as a uh, you know it's not like BT Bam Copa Ecliptic. This thing is like the anti BT Bam. It's like <laughs> there's no they're they're not thinking beyond the three and a half minutes that they got to put into a song. But damn, each and every single song on there is is freaking solid. Uh, number fourteen is this uh, band Pyramids. We played them last week. It's just it, it's sort of like um, uh, just. The, the the ebbs and flows and and nothing is in a, a circle everything is this uh a line that just kind of twists and turns in ways that you are unexpected it's a really really cool blackened uh metal album that that just w- will use anything and everything at its disposable to to do what it wants to do it's really really cool stuff i love what they're doing uh dance gavin dance we talked about them earlier they they're doing a lot of something similar to what uh uh a skylight drive i think their earlobes might be floppier and <laughs> they but they've they've actually <clears throat> they know how to um uh uh do you know not just write a great song but have some really interesting things going on within the song that are unexpected that are happening at the same time and that i just they just coolest coolest stuff they dropped and, the 808 you know, bro yeah all right they they were if they were 10 years older everybody would be all over there <laughs> you know shit uh so number 12 is uh avela maya okay freaking uh, mikasa yeah. is, is such a great i mean one of the best songs of the year they couldn't quite keep it up for the full album but still the the, the album is 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 super super solid yeah super i would agree with that man that's a that's a tough one that was one of those that i probably felt i felt was in my top 20 for sure yeah yeah uh moon spell is my number 11 which i would have never thought i would have put in there but it, it, i just love it it's this really cool uh the way i described it was that it, it's almost like uh, it was recorded in 1983, but instead of like a metal band recording in 1983 where you go against everything that was happening on popular music, these guys take like that sort of aesthetic of early 80s, Roxy music, uh, talk, talk, that sort of stuff, and they mix it with their metal and it 
turns out like so much cooler than you think it would be. Uh, I really, really dig it. Number 10, Ken Mode. Ah, oh, worship at their altar. Freaking great album. I love the way that they've uh, sort of gone away from their noise core roots and they're now heading in this direction where they're trying to do this almost like alternative tentacles style mm-hmm. post punk thing. And it's. It's it just makes him angrier. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but it's, yeah, dude, how could you get? How, yeah, I mean, how could you do that, right? Yeah, this is. I mean, th- this is the one. This is my sixteen, right? This is the one that's like, fuck. I should have had this one on my list. Yeah. I should have had this on my list. Like it was on my list, and I moved it off, and it was on my list, and I moved it off, and I was like, fuck. Yeah, that was one that I felt like was so damn close, dude. It's great. Yeah, and uh, uh, it's definitely underrepresented on everybody else's list, which is criminal. Uh, Number nine, Deaf Heaven, uh, which is, uh, like we just said, just an amazingly beautiful album. Uh, Number eight is Marriages, which is the label mates of Deaf Heaven uh, on Sergeant House. And, you know, it's really kind of that weird spot where you're not sure how much it's metal and how much it's something Mm, else, but it's it's so... um, it's got that aesthetic in it and it works and um it just really awesome guitar sounds that go in in different odd ways and uh, yeah, for, yeah you gotta try it gotta try it seven lamb of god 512 i described it as the postcard from <laughs> from pancrack that we were all hoping for yeah right and it's it's uh, the best song of their career and uh, the, i think the best album of their career i love it um Number six, Amiensis, we're going to play later. Black and metal, you'll hear it. It's like male and female vocal. Remember, what was it like? Uh, was it last year or the year before? My prediction for uh, New Year's, uh, 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 for the year 2014 or 2015, my prediction was that there was going to be a uh, Islands in the Stream of Metal. Uh, you know, somebody was going to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Amiensis aren't doing it, but it's pretty close. It's pretty close. <laughs> I love it. Uh, five, Good Tiger. <sighs> I got that freaking album in my head more than just about any other album this year uh that i i i I usually can't stand that proggy stuff you know it just bugs the hell out of me but the bt bam and the good tiger these guys are now using their talents to write songs instead of doodling you know and so it it ends up being just better than just about anything else out there i love Mm -hmm. it um number four periphery i mean who would have thought a Duo yeah. album of great songs. Oh, Alpha and Omega are freaking solid. Uh, stuck with me all year long, and and I'm still even though they didn't get nominated, I'm still expecting them to win the Grammy um, <laughs> for best jazz record, <laughs> best metal album of the year. That's right. It, uh, uh, number yeah, th- that's another one that I think I I, I, mi- I missed as well too. Yeah. Uh, number three, Naona. I've talk the hell out of that album i think they're freaking awesome and i'm i have been glad to have people hitting me up on twitter and and saying that uh, i've turned them on to them so that's really cool to hear uh great great under appreciated record i love what they're doing number two refused and it spent almost the entire year as my number one uh electra is again one of the best songs of the year and Oh my God, these guys come back. They come from out of nowhere. The idea that they're not in the top three of everybody's list, again, just goes to show that 10 years from now, 15 years from now, they're going to have to come back and kick everybody's ass again. <laughs> and, and just like they did with uh, uh, Sound of Noise to come or Sound of Punk to come. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, they're going to do, do it again. And then number one, Baroness. I mean, just sit at the altar. It's mm. freaking awesome. That's pretty great, man. 
uh, that's a pretty solid list, man. And like I said, there's a bunch of stuff in there that I think were close, like uh, at least two or three on your list. And I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah. I could have went with that, too. That's pretty damn close. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Ken Mode and the Periphery. Oh, my God. Yeah. And the BT Bam. Should, they, they definitely should have been on both our lists. Well, let's play a couple of things. Uh, let's play a couple of songs. <laughs> We're going to do a f- couple extra songs in this episode because, you know, uh, yeah. we got no no guest. But uh, play some of the stuff that were <laughs> different from our record. I want to play one off of uh, Cattle Decapitation's new record because I think it's brilliant. If you are a death metal fan and you have not checked this album out, then you're dumb. You are just straight up <laughs> dumb. So check out some Cattle Decapitation on the Metal Sucks podcast. We've captured 
subscribe to the Metal Sucks Podcast today.
Metal Sucks Podcast brought to you by the Monster Energy Drink Fort Rock Festival. It's expanded to two days, Saturday, April 30th, and Sunday, May 1st at JetBlue Park in Fort Myers, Florida, South Florida's biggest rock festival featuring all kinds of bands like Rob Zombie, uh, Disturb, Shine Down, Five Finger Death Punch, Day to Remember, Bring Me the Rising, Megadeth, 6 a.m., uh, Lamb of God. For more details, FortRockFestival.com. For all the current information, get all your ticketing and all that stuff taken care of. Also brought to you by Creative Live. Check out our friends over at Creative Live who've got classes in everything that you need to make yourself better. Engineering, mixing, mastering, all taught by artists like Between the Bear and Me, Converge, Periphery, Dillinger, Escape Plan. Head over to CreativeLive.com slash audio. You can learn more and watch some free previews. That's a one-stop Christmas shopping over there at Christmas at Creative Live. Christmas the Creative Live Chris, Chris, yeah, something like that. <laughs> so now that was uh, that was what? How do you how do you say that damn band name? I think it's Amiensis. I'm um, guessing. I can't find anything about these guys online. They've they got like no web presence whatsoever. It's <laughs> it's the most bizarre thing. It's like it's 2015. You guys are probably like coders anyway. You might as well like at least set up a Twitter account, you know? But it's, isn't it like, uh, it's kind of like Mirkur when we did the interview with Mirkur. We we're trying to do some background stuff. I'm like, wait a minute. There's yeah. nothing on this person anywhere. All I'm saying, Amiensis, if you're out there, godless <laughs> at godlessspeaks.com. I don't know. Send something. You know, pretend I'm a Wikipedia post or something. I, I just want to know. I just want to know. But you know what I thought was really interesting is that, like, if you look at my list, I think you're going to sort of suss out that I'm a sucker for songs and I'm a sucker for bands that are trying to move things forward. That's that's it. You know, that, that that's every band on that list. That's they're doing one or the other or hopefully they're doing both, you know, and and then I look at some of these other lists that other people got. And, you know, and I think, all right, so what's motivating them? And I think what's motivating them is perhaps being hard of hearing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but how is it that everybody else's list doesn't look exactly my, like my list? I don't get that at all. I'm I think completely my, baffled. my favorite list from any of the uh, MS contributors was possibly David Lee Rothman's. I think I think by far his was my favorite, um, simply based on the album covers more than anything else. Like because <laughs> I could I can't pronounce any of the band names that are on here. Maybe Ghost Bath is like the only one. Uh, the rest of them, I got no idea. Uh, some of them I've heard, some I haven't heard others. But every single cover on his list was like black and white, and or like one color. You know, like it's a very, yep. very monotone. Rivers of Nile was like the most the the most co- colorful thing that he had on his list. <laughs> Everything else, maybe maybe the horrendous, you know, and that's and that's pretty brutal looking that cover, but. <laughs> Almost everything was like a black and white cover. I'm like, that's that's fucking underground, bro. Yeah, totally, man. <laughs> that's, uh, so I, I had to say, like, visually, I think I enjoyed David Lee Rothman's the most. Yeah, and then, you know, I loved Metal Girlfriends because <laughs> it's just like it's a whole bunch of stuff that I've never even heard of, you know, or that I have, but I would have never even considered. So, you know, I'm actually still looking forward to like digging through some of that. I'm hoping it makes it onto the Spotify list that Metal Sucks will inevitably put together of everybody's list i'm expecting but yeah yeah it's it's uh yeah everybody loves that uh um Sufjan stevens album you know <laughs> all right uh, you can't give me a hard so time much. about putting marriages on my list and then put you know Sufjan stevens <laughs> Sufjan stevens on it but uh kip winger schmidt's list was i thought really good because there was like three bands on there that i i really wish i could have fit on mine I mean, the dead letter circus uh is a good album um uh, minsk uh freaking great uh and the mutoid man it's like that's like one of those things where it's not my thing but 
I totally get it. You know, it, yeah. I could see why somebody else would jizz on it. So yeah, that was kind of cool. And Rhombus similar. X Genesis album is great. Tell Cross album is the is it's like a. <laughs> It's like a, the Motorhead album that what it should have been, you know. It's it's really yeah. really good record. And then the Hell, just anybody who includes the Hell, all right, I'm cool, I'm down. Yes, yeah, it, I I really loved uh, the the Hell's new album. It's just it didn't quite do it for me the way the first one did, but it's still a they're still one of a kind and yeah, awesome I mean, hilarious damn fan. Funny, yeah, man. the worst list is is Ansos. And I'm not just saying that because Anso did not include us in the Friday Five uh, songs. <laughs> Uh, although I, I I do have to admit being hurt by that as usual, but uh, Anso's list is almost impossibly terrible. I mean, number one is Merker. All right, so that is awesome, and he includes pyramids, unlike just about anybody else. Uh, so that, that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But how in the world do you include the new Torch, the new Ghost, and we all know how I feel about them, and Iron Maiden? Oh come on! Yeah, but really? I, dude, I I think the new torch I'm totally fine with. He's got you. You didn't have enslaved on yours, uh, and no, he, and he's got enslaved no, on his. Uh, and yeah, I love enslaved, but it wasn't Reiter. Reiter was freaking you know awesome, you're you know? talking about the hate eternal. He's got the hate eternal on his list. You you just don't yeah. like it because he's got ghost on his list. That's the only reason. Like <laughs> like that's a disqualifier for you for anybody. It's like fuck you. You're not a good person. I think you need well, to die. Yes. That's a, the, no, no. I'm not saying you're not a good person who need to die. I'm just saying you're obviously hard of hearing. That's all I'm saying. I, well, all right. No, no. I shouldn't say that. I, sh- I shouldn't say you're either hard of hearing or you just have no taste whatsoever. Oh. That's, it's one or the other. It's one or the other. There's no other way around it. But what I'm saying is, though, in context with the other 15, just because he has ghost on his list should not disqualify the fact that he pretty much has got a pretty d- damn good list otherwise. It comes pretty close, but Iron Maiden <laughs> there then tips it into. I mean, everybody loves Iron Maiden, but come on, they're not playing any of those songs live. Yeah, but ever. dude, you know that's that's a Homer thing. There's nothing wrong with having because I've got my Homer thing is probably High on Fire, right? And I know High on Fire, uh, like like I was saying, I was like, I don't think this is their finest hour, but I love the band, right? Iron Maiden, I feel like no matter what, that's that I'm a homer for Iron Maiden and other people are more so. I was not disappointed with their new record. I just know that like in the overall scope of things, that's not even the top 15 records that Iron Maiden's ever put out. You know, so it's like it's like, well, uh, we got to qualify this a little bit. So, yeah, I I literally I was reading somebody else's uh, top 50 uh, top best of list uh, on some other site uh, earlier today and I was reading it while I was eating my lunch and they had uh, Iron Maiden as their number one and they said something about how it was their best album since Seventh Son of a Seventh Son and I literally shot food <laughs> out my nose and onto the screen so I was like what in the world and, and but you know it might be true I can't remember a thing that the Iron Maiden's done since Seventh Son of a Seventh Son maybe he's right I don't know I mean but but wasn't Fear of the Dark in there somewhere? Yeah, Fear of the I Dark mean, was after on. that. That was that was actually the, after yeah. that, and, and that was probably uh, that was probably a better record than the new one, uh, in my opinion. But but you know, it Can was still imagine? only had two three songs on it that were that were awesome. 
if Iron Maiden did a Book of Souls in its entirety tour, like they'd be lucky if they played the local 50 seat <laughs> club. Nobody would want to hear that from even Iron Maiden. Oh, dude. No, see, yeah, I disagree with that. I mean, it's fucking it's still Iron fucking Maiden, man. I mean, no matter what, no matter what, it's still Iron Maiden. So there's, there's not, I don't think you can, you can't disqualify that band whatsoever. I'm not disqualifying. I'm just disqualifying this album. I'm just no, saying that yeah. they're not pulling up to the venue in a 747. They're pulling up in a little <laughs> drone with it run on double A batteries. They're, they're doing the virtual <laughs> tour. All right, cool. It's, it's the, it's the flight. Point six. <laughs> well, I mean, the, and the one thing that I do like about reading everybody else's list is every once in a while I'll find something that I go, oh, fuck, I should have. Yeah. Not, not, not that I should have put it on my list, but I'm glad I found this sort of thing. Uh, this yes. year, that example is Sanzu. Probably more than anything else, I, that was a band that I had no idea about. Didn't really check them out hardly at all. And, you know, I'd seen it posted on Metal Sucks and one of those it sort of blew by and I didn't pay attention to it. And then I see it on everybody's list and I'm like, well, let me check this the fuck out. And God damn it. If I was not. Yeah, I started. It, it was on my show the next week on my on my radio show. Yeah, because because uh, damn, that's a good record. Uh, so oh, yeah, th- that that's out. one. Check that one out. And that, that's kind of what I love about reading everybody's list is I still feel like with the fire hose that is shooting hundreds and thousands of albums out every year it's hard to keep track of everything that's down there so i mean my list is shit everybody knows about and to me the thing about the thing about my list is is that i'm not trying to educate you or anybody else who has not heard metal for the past year i'm thinking about the records that i feel are the best and that may not be the underground the best this the best that these in my opinion are the best albums of the year so i'm not right. trying to educate you in this in this respect this is for people who um may not listen to metal all that much maybe they'll discover something out of it but for everybody that is in the scene and knows what's going on there's nothing new on mine i know that for sure so but it is kind of nice to see somebody's and i know that the i know that everybody else they feel the same way about their list like how did you not know about this but there, yeah, there's still a few that, that catch me by surprise. Uh, I think my list just exists to l- remind everybody else who makes their list that obviously they didn't listen to music as thoroughly and as well as I did. <laughs> uh, speaking of listening to music thoroughly, let's listen to uh, another couple of songs off of our list. This We'll do a couple that, that are we're on both of our lists. Uh, let's start with some Deaf Heaven, all right? Because um, yeah. I personally surprised myself at how much that I was able to take a 180 on this band and start to enjoy them on the new Bermuda record. So I wanted to play one off of that on the Metal Sucks podcast.
Growing up doesn't mean you need to outgrow heavy metal. And now for discerning metalheads everywhere, there's a podcast just for you. Metal Brainiac is the smartest half hour in heavy metal. There's no beer or bro talk, and we leave Satan at the door as we dive into serious conversations with top metal artists. We dig into the creative process and explore the challenges of expression when people can't make out the lyrics. I'm Matt Pikin, the host of Metal Brainiac, and you can find us every week on iTunes and wherever you find your favorite podcasts and also at MetalBrainiac.com.
Now, that's not the newest one off Baroness's Purple Record. That's the first single that we've heard, Chlorine and Wine. But, dude, dude, that song is so fucking good. Oh, my God. You keep it's so good. spinning it. Just keep spinning it over and over and over again. It doesn't get old. It's, well, and, you know, this like is a uh, metal classic, like the shock me song that we played when we had John Basley on. I love that song. I think mm-hmm. that's a really good song. Uh, the Morning yep. Star, the new one that they just put out before and great. Uh, you know, and it fit, you know, it's one of their heavier, like, like it's really heavy riff. But dude, Chlorine and Wine is just such a perfect, like, there's, I haven't heard a song in a long time that I just wanted to hear more of it. Like, uh, it's yep. five minutes long. And, but at the end of it, I'm like, where's the other four minutes? Come on. I want, I want more of it. Like it, it's so good, man. And, and it's like that mm. it's celebratory. It's, you know, it's interesting. It's like, you know, the two people that we've talked about probably more than just about anybody else in the history of the podcast because of what they've gone through would be, uh, uh Baisley because of his bus accident yeah. and how traumatic it must be. And, and of course, like, um, uh, uh, Randy Bly over how his imprisonment and then being assaulted in Ireland and everything else they've gone through, right? Just guys always in the middle of something. And it, you know, here was Lamb of God released this album that uh, it wasn't their angriest record by any stretch, and nor was it. It, it was he at his angriest. But five one two is this sort of like release of angst and and um, but but. It's almost a celebration of what it is, but it, it it's still got that intensity of Lamb of God. Baroness, same thing. It's like this celebration of life, but it's from a different sort of source. Instead of it being like a getting all the demons out sort of vibe, it's more of a of a like let's just all you know. It feels like they've conquered something. It feels like they conquered yeah. and they won. Like it, it feels yeah 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 yeah. And, and I think it's more. I, I think it's. I feel that too. I really kind of feel that the that's a try triumphant sort of feel to to both of those albums for that matter but really the baroness one i think is a triumph of not just spirit but also just musically i think they've done something that they've never done before and made something that is going to be legendary whether people are into it right now because i mean it doesn't even come out till after this podcast goes up live it's you know it's still not out till the 18th i think people really once they hear this record in context will be just blown the fuck away by it because it, it, it really is that good awesome songs you haven't heard still awesome songs that haven't been made public yet yeah. i mean really really awesome songs yeah so homers we are homers i know yeah and then yep. you know I saw, I, I saw him in I front of 150 like people 150 people yeah uh, i read the review of that show today yeah that was so good we they played uh there's a little tiny room right there's a place in austin called the mohawk and they've got an outside stage and an indoor stage an indoor stage is for 150 people and they played inside. Everybody thought they were playing outside. They played inside. Sucker sold out in a day, right? And they didn't yeah. open it up to the outside. They just kept it inside. It was it was great. It was so small and intimate. And yeah, it just it, it just sort of lended itself to the new music and where they were as a band. Is like this is fucking perfect. So yeah, congrats to those guys, awesome. man. So yeah, best yeah, record of the year. Say you. you- you you knew him when I mean you know at Mayhem Festival was looking for the next band that's gonna like you know blow the doors off the rest of the world now here they are no they, they no, just showed up no, a summer late you no, know what I mean no 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 sorry 
That, that, what do you mean no? That'll never fit. Like mayhem? No. It'll ne- it'd never work. It would never work in that situation. Baroness are going to headline. Unless Bar- unless Baroness have like uh, girls on stage in bikinis shaking their boobs. It's not that. Ah. That's mayhem fest, dude. I mean, it's like, yeah, you know no, what I'm saying? Ty- People taking the, shots and this the, and that. This is a lot more heady than that, you know? In the context of like, will is there a metal band that will draw huge? Baroness are it. Baroness are going to be able to draw Slayer-like numbers. They're going to they're going to be drawing Megadeth-like numbers. These are the guys. This is the bandwagon. People, get on. <laughs> I hit your shit up. Get your ass on it right now. <laughs> get on it. Yeah. That way you can say you're in here after the fifth record. So yeah, congratulations. Yes. You fucking made exactly. it. Yeah, totally. uh, you know, I mean, come on. If you're not on the bandwagon by now, you fucking lost. Uh, you lost. You know? But no, it's okay to not be on the ba- bandwagon. This is a very different album for that band that's true. yellow and green was 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 um it was an audacious attempt to 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 have a boatload of quantity and they if they had just made it one album it still wouldn't have been as solid as the as uh, purple no and, and red and blue were just getting to where they are now it was it's just been a long trajectory yeah it really has no indeed <clears throat> so i don't know i think they've they've got nothing but an upward tra- trajectory from here so congratulations I to those know guys how they top it this this, this to me is but you I, know what though th- th- that's the best you gotta th- see them thing on, you know that's like the you best gotta thing. see them on this tour you gotta see them on this tour because this is the only tour where they're gonna play the best songs of their career until 20 years from now when they do their purple <laughs> you know in its entirety tour you know because this is the, this is the time to go see him because this is this is i think as good as it could possibly get i can't imagine them being able to make a better album than this you say that and then you know you're always surprised i'm i i will never put it past him but i don't even want to think about the next record mm-hmm. i'm still listening to this one so yeah totally now we yeah. gotta wrap this show up dude um of course in 2015 a lot of great stuff a lot of great music came out this year uh if you haven't checked out everybody's list of metal sucks i suggest you do so because there's a lot of great uh, a lot of great lists from a wide swath of different metal people, whether it's the underground black metals, uh, evil shit that uh, that Rothman put up on his or uh, the the Sergeant D trolls or the, um, <laughs> the uh, Anzo's terrible taste because he likes ghost, which I think your taste is just <laughs> fine. Uh, Rhombus, everybody's got their own sort of take on what metal is right now. And I think it's always good to see that many people put together a top but uh, 2015, we also we I can you can never hit everybody that passes away in 2015. But uh, but I always think about the few that we want to say goodbye to uh, that we definitely. Wait a minute, did you say you can't hit everybody that passed away? I mean, like what, what kind of reference? I can't remember. It's a bad choice. It's a bad choice. Okay, of words? you can't remember. Okay. Yeah, because I'm I'm picturing you in like this huge ass truck, <laughs> just like <laughs> driving through, <laughs> as if like uh, oh, I couldn't hit all of them, but I hit as many as I could. <laughs> you get a strange imagination, is what you've got. No, I can't <laughs> remember saying. everybody who passed away in 2015, but I I think about some of the big ones that. Uh, that we lost this year, especially because yeah. we had somebody that we feel uh, was was really close to the show as well. But uh, we had Justin Lowe, of course, of uh, After the Burial, uh, Kitty Kearns, Bolt Thrower, uh, who else? Like Frank Watkins. Um, oh, that's so sad. It's a terrible one. Oh, dude, yeah, that was rough. But a uh, friend of the show that we've had on here before. Uh, and one of the funniest dudes, funniest dudes ever. I feel like I can't, I can't say enough great things about his character Gravy that was on the show way back when. But he was a guy that you introduced me to. Yeah, dude, this character. When when we first started talking about doing something, 
it was like, oh, wouldn't it be funny to do like a morning show for your metal station? That yeah. was the idea because I had no control radio.com. And I was like, when I used my imagination, I was like, oh man, if we could have like, you know, movie reviews from Gravy, the stuttering insult comic and album reviews from this dude that would be awesome and and so we only had him on twice just because it, it was tough to coordinate and i didn't have the technology to to record it right and all that sort of thing uh but uh, you know it, it's such it, it, i was so sad to lo- lose him it devastated me for a few days uh and uh which is more than i can say for uh you know a lot of other people that are probably a lot closer to me i gotta roll with it um well, this, let's this play. Let's really play a little bit. Song. Let's play a little bit of gravy, real quick, so people know who we're talking about. And and this was a, this was not the comedian himself. This is the character that he played on our show, Gravy. Uh, let's just say insulting a little bit of Ozzy. So I saw Wax Sabbath at the Gorge in Washington. My ticket was a hundred and fifty fucking dollars for that price i could have gotten slipknot to play at my house it would have been less disappointing too at least with those guys you know it's gonna suck ahead of time the show was terrible it was like watching the movie awakenings but but you wish they go back to sleep (laughs) gravy so that was the great Andy Ritchie. Um, we kept his uh, uh, real name out just in case you didn't want to be associated <laughs> with us back then. But now he's got no choice in the matter. Yep. Uh, Andy Ritchie, uh, you know, check out his uh, uh, comedy album on Spotify. Um, he's got a great. He said, I, "I'll give away a little bit." But it's such a great uh, joke on his comedy album where he says, "Hey, if I die someday, I'm not going to come back as a ghost that scares the shit out of you. I'm just going to come back as a ghost that just going to ask you, you do me a favor and send back my Netflix." <laughs> so. <laughs> If you're out there and you're a friend of Andy's, could you make sure yeah, that you Netflix send back his Netflix? <laughs> oh, I loved man. him. He was he 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 never knew how much respect I had for him. I don't think, although I tried to express it, and um, um, he, he's he's sorely missed not only because of he he was such a great presence in the past, but sorely missed because of the great stuff that uh, was yet for him to do. Well, on that note, now that I'm all sad, we need to wrap this show up. <laughs> God damn it. We get all sentimental at the end of the, the end of 2015. I love you guys. Hey, I love you, man. Thank you, Chuck. Oh, it's been <laughs> a great year. I love you, man. Uh, make sure you hey, subscribe uh, to us and all that stuff. Yeah. Right, go ahead. Go ahead. Did you need something else there? I was going to say, just to say, hey, we do only a few weeks left. You and I are going to be on the 70,000 tons oh, of metal yeah. cruise. We're going to be doing live Q&As with the musicians. Not all of them, but some of them on the ship because there's like 60 bands. Yeah, time. right. But like, so, uh, you know, it's going to be an awesome, awesome time. If you can uh, join us, uh, uh, please do, because uh, we're really looking forward to it. Oh, dude, I got the pre-party. I've got my hotel at the place where the pre-party's going. So, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to kick it in. Kick it in uh, a couple nights before. I brought new shirts. Uh, what? Oh, my God. Oh, I'm in for it. You got some Paisley's? going this time yeah well let's see we've had we've we had a uh, jeff walker call you an asshole uh so maybe yes. uh, let's see what we can get this year it'd be great so that'd be <laughs> awesome it's all about just not getting thrown off the ship that's, that's what it's all about. <laughs> uh nice nice otherwise nice. otherwise 2016 would be like oh there was so much that godless had yet to say 
<laughs> this is uh, uh, yeah. Do you think I'd make the uh, year-end goodbye list if uh, somebody did toss me off? You'd, I imagine if I got tossed off list. the ship in February. Yeah, if I got tossed off in February, it's like an album that came out in February. Lucky to make a top fifteen <laughs> for anybody <laughs> by the end of the year. <laughs> oh, oh, wow! We forgot about that, dude. Oh well, forgot too bad. about that one. Yeah, oh, suck. <laughs> Hey, uh, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast on iTunes, man. Uh, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, to search Metal Slick Podcast, you'll find us. Uh, leave us a couple stars, review, tell us that we suck. We would appreciate it. You can also find us on social media. I'm at Bearded Ape. I'm at Godless Speaks. And I should add, uh, Godless Speaks on Spotify. I got a best of 2015 list there, and I'll be adding a bunch of your stuff on there so that people can see a whole bunch. Of, and it includes more than the top 15. It's lots and lots of stuff I was considering all year round. And, of course, you can find us on Instagram, Chuck and Godless. If you want to find us yeah. there, we just started that. I'm I'm pretty much posting everything. Uh, also, chuckandgodless.com. That would be our Patreon. If you'd like to be a, become a patron and support us in the new year, we would appreciate it. That would be much fun and uh, highly appreciated, to say the least. So until next year, I am Chuck. Yeah. And I am Godless. And this is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Yeah.